0: You're listening to the ClearTrack HR Podcast, a show about employee benefits, employment law, and other topics for HR professionals. Don't forget to subscribe if you like what you hear. Now, here's our host, Zach Finney.
1: Thank you for listening to the ClearTrack HR Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Finney, and I'm very excited about our guest today. He has 20 plus years of experience in the employee benefit and HR tech industry. He has served in both sales and management capacities for multiple companies where he has consulted on individual benefits, employee benefit packages, benefit administration platforms, and and enrollment technology tools, just to name a few. My boss, please welcome the president of ClearTrack HR, John McFarland. John, how are you doing this afternoon?
0: I'm doing great, Zach. Excited to be here and just excited about this project in general and uh, looking forward to it.
1: Awesome, man. We're glad to have you. you know, before the podcast started, I was thinking, before we started recording this one, uh, this should I'm not going to get so anxious on this one because I know John personally. I see him every day. And then it hit me. If I do this wrong, John, you really could fire me. So I'm going to really be on my best behavior on this podcast.
0: I appreciate it, but I'll be honest. With you, I'm a little nervous because I'm like, okay, Zach expects me to do certain things good, and I'm like, all right, I just need to, I just need to step my game up here a little bit. So I think we're both, both trying to step it up a
1: notch. Yeah, we'll just rise to the occasion here. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I, we were having a conversation earlier uh, last week that I want to kind of revisit. And if it's alright, you, I'd like to talk about some of your personal industry experience and what changes you have seen throughout your career. Sure. Cool. So, to start off with, just tell our listeners how you got your start in the benefit industry
0: absolutely so my my background is actually in operations management i I graduated with a degree in operations management and spent several years in the manufacturing industry and and I truly love that it, it's It's a passion of mine kind of developing products and 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 so moving to the insurance world is is a little different um, but I spent four or five years in the, in the manufacturing world uh, running a, a print division for a small company here in Huntsville Alabama and I and I really enjoyed that um, and then I had an opportunity to get into the sales side of that a little bit so that was kind of a unique a unique challenge for me um, but you know things change and and a door opened for me uh, a, a I'll call a regional enrollment firm, was looking to grow into the call center business. Um, At the time, uh, face-to-face enrollments had been very common uh, and and really the industry standard. However, uh, a large manufacturing firm had basically said, you know what, you can't can't, uh, come on site anymore and sit down, we can't have the downtime. And so this company was looking for someone to start a call center up for them. So in 1999, that transitioned over, and I made the switch into the enrollment firm world third party enrollment firm and uh it was a fairly niche market at the time, but uh th- that's where the door was open for me and, and I, we went in and we built a call center uh company was probably fifteen to eighteen thousand employees and, and technology has come a long way but we started uh, I started in the call center world managing a call center uh and, and it has just kind of grown from there. It's, it's been an exciting, uh, it's been an exciting trip. I had a lot of operational experience that I learned there, um, but that's, that was the door that opened for me to get into the, into the employee benefits space.
1: Okay. Awesome. And then with your experience going to different employers and working with different employers, what do you wish more employers understood about the benefits industry?
0: You know I'll, i I kind of look at that from two different angles there's There's things that I wish maybe employers understood better about the employee benefits industry, but also the employees. So the employers um, you know when you when I sit down and have conversations with employers in in my view a lot of times is through the broker world. so uh, you know I've been broker driven in 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 my role for basically my my entire career, and what that means is I have the opportunity to work with employee benefit brokers around the country who have the personal relationships with the companies. And so we partner together. And so when we're looking at talking to their employee, with their employer groups, my goal is to help them understand what you personally, as a CEO or CFO or director of HR, what you personally feel like um, are valuable benefits. Sometimes you've got a person on the production line that has different needs and so that is something that a lot of times we have to overcome is is that education of hey there are things that you may not need that someone um, someone at a lower level within the organization might need from an employee standpoint a lot of times it's it's helping that person to understand a little bit more about uh, benefits about insurance, that the insurance companies are not necessarily out to get them, that insurance is not a necessary evil. Helping them to understand how insurance works in general can be very beneficial, because when they understand that, they see the value and the benefits more, um, you know, so so that's kind of from an employee standpoint. Going back to the employer for a second, we talk a lot about wellness, and, and wellness is one of the things that, Zach, over the years. Has never really seemed to catch on like I felt like it should. Like you know, you get critical illness plans and accident plans and you know consumer driven healthcare, all these other things that that are industry accepted. Um, and wellness is big, but it just never seems to catch on. And so talking to employers about the value of wellness and how it impacts claims or can impact claims, um, it would be nice for employers to own that and employees to get more engaged. But that's kind of a lifestyle. It's something that that it's a it's a big ask for both employers and employees. I'll I'll say that.
1: And so when when you're talking about the wellness plans, is that is, is, is some examples of that where employers can put in wellness plans that even um, can lower that employee's premiums based on their participation in the plan.
0: Absolutely. That's kind of the that's kind of the catch to get people to go through whether it's uh, screenings or whether it's wearing a Fitbit or whether you know whether it's doing some sort of activity. But the end result is trying to create a more healthy employee, right? Because the right. the healthier they are, uh, the less time they're going to spend at a doctor's office, the less time they're going to spend sick, the less time they're going to spend away from work. So the thought process is they become more productive. Um, they become healthier and the healthier they are it helps to drive down insurance cost uh, and that's ultimately what everybody's looking for is is to how how do we help reduce uh, benefit cost
1: absolutely and in your experience are there any common benefit mistakes you've seen employers make that we could all learn from
0: um, you know there's there's a lot of different things that that we help employers to um, to work on with their employee benefits i'm going to go back to what i said earlier you, you know we partner really with brokers and from an individual employee benefit standpoint we rely heavily on that broker to use their expertise and their knowledge as far as uh, getting the right benefit package for their employee uh, for that employer the employees um, like we said earlier need certain benefits and making sure it, and and I say it's not necessarily a mistake, you want that employer to realize that, you know, maybe you don't want to offer a ton of different benefits, but having the opportunity to choose benefits can be very powerful for the employee, because they all, uh, all employees are going to have different needs, and so having a a variety of benefits can be very beneficial for them. Um, Expanding on that a little bit, though, where where a lot of you know my view what how i see the industry is typically through the communication side so my my entire career i've spent in the employee benefit communications piece partnering with with brokers to go to employers Um, but mistakes that employers can make in my mind not educating the employee on the benefit package uh, educating not educating them on the value that they as an employer kick in money towards their benefit plans. And so making sure that that employee knows, hey, if you go down the street, you know, benefits are part of the compensation package. So making sure that they understand this is what we as a company contribute. And maybe it's not in your bank account on Friday afternoon, but at the end of the day, it is part of the compensation. So I I always encourage employers to to educate um, not only on the value of the benefits plans, what they kick into the benefit plans, but how employees can use the benefit plans, because ultimately, that's we we want them to get their value out of it for what they're paying for. So,
1: absolutely, and and shifting our focus, kind of how you, what you've seen change in the industry, um, in your opinion, what has changed for employers in employee benefits since you first got started in the business?
0: I, I would say say a couple things. The the options, the benefit options. Uh, that that are out there has has been very different um, a lot of different type of voluntary benefits. how benefits are being offered meaning you know you, you never used to or in my experience, we never used to hear about a a, a auto plan or a home plan being offered through an employer uh, and, and nowadays some of that is is starting to change and and you're seeing that um, i I would say the biggest change that uh, that has come about is how benefits are enrolled. Um, We would spend hours upon hours in fourth quarter um, creating deduction files for for an employer. And and the problem was everything was done on paper. And so the the industry has changed so much from a technology standpoint. There's so much technology available to employers and to employees for managing the life cycle of an employee, but also that enrollment experience and bringing an employee on, Allowing them to go online and and do their enrollment uh, at the touch of a button versus filling out a paper application and submitting it and creating a deduction file in Excel. Uh, So so the biggest the biggest change has absolutely been you know how benefits are enrolled. Um, But like I said, there there are some changes in in the benefits that uh, that have that are being offered today.
1: And the technology is such a big deal. I mean, could you imagine going through a a pandemic like we're going through now without the technology to uh, for an employee to get online and learn about their benefits and enroll that way, I mean, how would I don't even know how you'd be able to pull it off without the now, technology? It, we have.
0: Well, and that's a great point, Zach. the The world communicates electronically nowadays. You know, whether it's social media, uh, you know, whether it's um, enrollment online, uh, the communication, the intranets that companies have, the videos that are uh, uh, that that are being played to employees to help them understand their benefits as part of the package. Um, decision support tools. you can go online now and, and there's decision support tools that help you understand. Um, but what I always go back to is even with all that change, uh, perception is reality and so you're you're relying in, and you have to be very cautious how you communicate with an employee because electronic communication is very powerful and has brought our industry way way down the road. We are very advanced however, you have someone who doesn't understand insurance and they're watching a video about it and you just have to be you have to be semi-careful because what you run into is is someone someone is trying to understand what benefit package they need for their family and they may have needs that other family members i mean other families don't have for specific family members and you just want to make sure that they are educated properly and sometimes sometimes their perception that they get may not be what the intended result is. And so I always encourage the groups that we work with and and all companies, there's lots of companies that do what we do, um, but to make sure you have a good education process for those employees to help them understand if you understand the benefits that's great here's some marketing tools that you can see about the benefits but if you need to talk to somebody it's nice to have that HR representative or someone that is very well versed and very well educated in the insurance industry to be able to uh, you know to be able to help educate you and help understand uh, help you understand a little bit more kind of about what you're buying it's like when you when you go to buy a car you know, you want to talk to someone, not necessarily that that is just going to tell you what the price of the car is, but what are the pros if you're looking for specific things and same concept when you're buying insurance, because you use it frequently and you use it when you when you truly need it, you want to have what you, you know, what you need to use there. So,
1: yeah, Absolutely. And then. I know we see a trend like each year we're seeing more and more competitive, say, employee benefits emerge, like unlimited PTO, student loan repayment, employee discount programs. Do you have any advice for employers about these types of non-traditional benefits?
0: I would say, I I would say, except the fact that that those are those are what used to be. I mean, people years ago, people joke like some snake oil. It, It is something that is there. Because people buy different than they used to. People want things different. You didn't ever see student loan repayment plans. You didn't see pet insurance being offered. Nobody would have ever bought that. These are all things now that are becoming much more common. You know, early on, um, you know, when I first got in the business, you would go in and you would do a, a voluntary only enrollment. Um, you know, now we're doing full core enrollments, you're enrolling every single benefit that they offer, you're doing it on a perpetual basis. We have all these cyber events that are taking place, identity theft, um, social um, social media monitoring and things like that. And it's a little, it can be a little scary, a little overwhelming to some people who don't, you know, who aren't as technical, but a lot of those plans are designed. Uh, so I would absolutely tell, you know, my, my opinion to embrace those plans because they are, there's a lot of benefit to them. There's a lot of different ones out there. Do the research. Make sure you're getting the ones with the right bells and whistles. Um, but, uh, but definitely, you know, everything from ID theft to pet insurance. And, and nowadays, the, the discount programs, the, the shopping, everything's – I say everything. You can still go to Walmart and, and, and go to the brick-and-mortar stores. But ultimately, so many people shop online. The discount programs that are available through employers now – uh, can can be a great offering to to give to an employee, and a lot of times those don't cost anything. Those there's just value to that uh, to that employee by being part of a, a bigger uh, bigger plan, and so they get the
1: discounts. Right, and as we're sitting here, right, it's uh, you know almost October 2020. We're getting to that really fourth quarter open enrollment busy time, and I mean, what do you believe is the most important item employers should be focusing on when planning for these open enrollments that are gonna be going on during the pandemic?
0: Yeah, communication. I, I go back to, by, by this point, uh, you know, renewals should be close to being done. Uh, you're you're working on the price and everything. But I, I think communication is such a key part of of benefits to begin with. But this fourth quarter, especially, so many people have either been out of work and are just coming back or they've been working remote and and so it's it's critical that whether you utilize a call center whether you do videos whether you do uh, you know online however you do it make sure that the communication um, is as thorough as pro- possible because a, a lot of times you know there's there's companies out there where you don't report into work so you, you maybe you work for a home health agency uh but but so many companies nowadays are working remote and and I think I just think that it's key to choose the correct communication process for your employer base as an employer you know understanding how your employees uh, learn how they uh, get educated and that's what we always when talking to an employer is find out how do you currently communicate with your employee base because typically they know typically they understand the best way to communicate with their with their employee base Um, but at the end of the day our our goal is to just try to enhance that whether it's through call center work or whether it's through uh, you know different marketing techniques helping an employer to uh, to be better in in that area
1: yeah and we're you know as you know john we're very lucky to have a you know, a call center or benefit center that is uh, able to help multiple clients. You know, we always hear from them that that call center really allows any size company to bridge the gap from in-person to remote enrollment of benefits. I mean, that's your almost best tool you can use to try to bridge that gap for those that were just used to walking down the hall and seeing their HR rep and asking them questions
0: absolutely it, it's it's critical in today's environment to to have some sort of a, a a phone access to be able to reach out to someone. There's lots of companies that that offer that service, but uh, it, it's personal experience from from what we do is an employer can give a toll-free number to an employee and they can reach out. and it may not be questions about a benefit package. it may be questions about, technology and maybe questions about how to actually enroll and so the the call center is such a powerful tool because you're absolutely right nobody's going on site you're not doing one-on-one meetings nowadays brokers are so many brokers that i've spoke with are not going and doing group meetings they're they're relying on a, a call center environment whether they're doing it internally or whether they're outsourcing it um employees need to understand what's going on. They need to understand how the enrollment's going to take place. They need to understand what benefits are available to them. And if you're not in the office and people are talking about it around the water cooler, you can't, like you said, you can't walk down to your HR department. um, Benefits can be confusing enough without having that person to talk to. So I feel like the explanations are are key to the success of the benefit uh, offering and, and making sure that that employee has the uh, the means to reach out and uh, talk to someone about the benefits or talk about the technology and how to, uh, you know, how to enroll for the benefits this year to make sure that they don't miss the deadlines.
1: And then can you share any advice for employers who may be looking at cutting benefits to help protect their bottom line during the on, during the pandemic?
0: Um, you know, that's a tricky one. I, I think that Nowadays, you have so many companies that have gone out of business, um, you know, trying to be respectful of the fact that uh, financially a lot of companies are, I'll I'll use the word struggling right now. So some of them have not made it through the pandemic. Um, A lot of them that have uh, maybe cash reserves, they're looking at cutting costs. I would say the benefits is an area you have to be real careful because it's and I know anyone listening to this in the benefits arena understands benefits can be a huge recruiting tool, right? You can go down the street and get better benefits. And, and sometimes the pay may be the same, but the benefits are different. And so cutting those benefits um, can be, it can be detrimental to not just, I mean, it can be great from a standpoint of, hey, I'm going to save a little bit of money, um, but it it can be very challenging from the standpoint of, of re- helping to recruit. Uh, and so like I said earlier, employees truly see benefits as part of the compensation package or the, all the communication that we've had and the feedback that we get in the surveys that we are part of, that we do, we we get the fact, um, with all the feedback we get is that employees see the benefits as part of their compensation package. So I, I would say trying to find out a way to cut benefits, um, you know, part of our offering for, for 20 years, ever since I've been in the business has been dependent audits. Making sure that the right people are on the plan—that that's a, a way to reduce cost, cutting benefits. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe shifting the responsibility to the employee and having them own some of that responsibility by offering, you know, HSAs and higher deductible health plans. Being careful about how those are put into place and making sure that it's communicated effectively. Um, offering voluntary benefits to help offset some of those higher deductibles. Those are a couple of different ways to to consider. Um, you know, reducing the employer's cost. I just would make sure that number one, you look at kind of the big picture and make sure you're not taking too much away, continue to offer some of those richer plans for the people that want that. Uh, but offering uh, a package that allows an employee to take control of their benefits and properly educating them on why there's value in doing that. Um, there there's uh, you you can find success in that as well. It's just I go back to so much of it. Uh, whether it's utilizing a third party or whether it's doing it internally, uh, being able to educate that employee based on what your intent is will alleviate the thought process of my company's trying to take advantage of me or take something away.
1: And and John, again, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. But before I let you go, I got to congratulate you. Uh, The Madison County uh, Chamber of Commerce, Nominated ClearTrack HR for Technology Business of the Year and Woman-Owned Business of the Year. You got to be super proud about that.
0: We we really are. It's a it's a a great honor, and we're excited just to just to be considered uh, considering where we are. You know, when when we think about technology businesses, uh, we we are physically located in Cummins Research Park. It's the second largest research park in the world and And so so being uh, being nominated is is a huge honor for us, and we're excited about what we're doing with technology um and then of course, the women owned business is just uh, it's it's a big honor, so we're real excited about that
1: and then before we sign off, I want to give you an opportunity to tell our listeners a little bit about the upcoming webinar you have
0: absolutely uh Ben Connolly and I will be sharing how dependent audits can help employers to save money, something we were just talking about. Um, without necessarily jeopardizing the benefit plans. Uh, We'll talk about how dependent audits can help employers with ERISA compliance uh, and tackling some of the common misconceptions that people have about dependent audits and and, uh, what can be perceived as negative. So, yeah, we're real excited about that. I appreciate you bringing that up.
1: No problem. Uh, You can see all the registration information within the show notes, and you, you can see the show notes on everywhere. Podcast or played, or you can go to cleartrackhr.com slash podcast to get more information. Again, John McFarland, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I appreciate it, man.
0: Zach, appreciate you. You have an awesome day.